This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Sing This. You got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we've got a lot of stuff in this episode. Just a lot. (laughs) Just stuff. Lots of stuff. It's a nice grab bag of stuff. So to give everyone a quick breakdown of the stuff in said episode, we're Mm going to do a news section first, just discussing a few news topics. Correct. We're going to do a trailer breakdown because there's been several trailers released, so there will be ads or promos or stuff like that to break those up then there is a heroes con extravaganza me running around talking to different (laughs) people interviewing different people and stuff at heroes con so that will be ending the episode but then of course after that come back because we'll have a wrap up because we've got some some um some listener comments and stuff to discuss about our potter episode so that's always that's that's always fun so um so yeah it's a jam-packed episode um like i said Promos or ads will break some of this stuff up and everything. But yes, definitely um, with uh, the Heroes Con stuff, uh, there's several interviews. So a few of those are broken up by, and I'll probably repeat this when we're getting ready to do that. Those are broken up by little sound clips to let you know. And then I threw a few ads or stuff in there to to try to break up stuff for everyone. So definitely listen to that. I interviewed a lot of great people and got a lot of great insight. And it was really cool. To meet some people that I we we've we've um podcasted met in, in in that sense. But anyways, on to news, Ellie. On to news. News, news, news. So the news things we got today, and this one's an old one. We should have talked about it the other week. Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio in the sequel to the Spider-Man trilogy. I Means Spider-Man: Homecoming. There we go. Words. What do you think of this? I mean, I like him as an actor. Do you think he can do villain? <sighs> Now, I, now, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I throw you <laughs> a curveball now? Okay. We will have the vulture returning. He okay. apparently has been confirmed that he will be there. So, is this the setup for the Sinister Six? Mm. Oh, one more thing before we get into news. Sorry, I, I forgot. We've already gotten into it. We we have, but I forgot to mention one thing. There will be no video game or E three discussion. There's a full. Yes. Full, yes. full episode I'm so excited. with all that. So if you're like, why yes. aren't they discussing any of the gaming announcements? As we said in our previous weeks, you we got a s- whole episode of it. We got a whole entire E3 spectacular. We are doing I'm again. Excited. So, so that's why if if you're sitting there at home going, wait a second, why aren't they even talking about? Because Sinister Six has something to do with the Spider-Man. But anyways, do you think that that's what? Because Sony's been wanting to do a Sinister Six movie for a while. So, I mean, cool. But casting him, I, I, I can see it. Him being, it's Marvel likes to do stuff with characters, and I, I think they, I think a lot of actors like to go in because they can really just have fun with the roles. It seems like, yeah. Too. I, I mean, that's the thing. It's um, until they're in in makeup and and you know actually speaking the dialogue and really getting into character. I mean, you just never know. There's a lot of people that I've I've part of initial casts for movies that I wasn't too sure of and then once I saw them actually do the part I enjoyed it so yeah 
it I'm I'm down to to see how it turns out. All right. So to stick with Marvel news. Mhm. For for this section of it, the trailers we got some Marvel stuff too. Captain Marvel strongest there is. Yeah. Allegedly, it <laughs> slipped out that she has the potential to move plant. Like, she is... I've heard before that they were going to have her be, like, can go toe-to-toe with the Hulk. Mm-hmm. But apparently, they're almost making her Superman level in strength. Okay. As a Captain Captain Marvel slash Miss Marvel fan, what do you think of this character possibly being this ridiculous, unobtainable un- level of... Well, what's the threat anymore if if we have her? Or do you think that they're just kind of showboating at this point a little bit? Because her being able to fight one on one with the Hulk after seeing Infinity War, that's like a oh okay, that's that's kind of a nice parameter of um yeah, it's cool you can fight the Hulk, but a ton of people can apparently. Right. Um, Not diminishing anything from the Hulk, but right, but yeah. Well, the Hulk was going through some emotional problems, so that, that, yes. that could be uh, dampering his, um, yes, his strength and, and everything. Um, I think it's a good time to have a strong female mm-hmm. um, character. It's, I think at different times, it wouldn't have been as impactful, so I'm glad that they're choosing to do it now. Uh, do I believe it? Yeah, I totally believe. I mean, she's always been a she's, very she's been very strong in the comics. Not, yes, I mean this is going like upper limits right. of what she. I, I mean, being that she's that strong, I, I think everybody, of course, has a weakness. Mm-hmm. So just because she is that strong in Superman level doesn't mean that she doesn't could, have could be Superman yeah, could, level. Could be Superman level uh, doesn't mean that she doesn't have a weakness you know it's not like she's unstoppable so yeah. um, but i i'm definitely excited and and ready to take in all the the um women roar awesome role model superheroes so i'm i'm down for it if that's where they're going with it i, I said i i keep hearing rumors of that she mm-hmm. is ridiculously strong and it seems like every time i hear them it keeps on escalating in how strong she is <laughs> so i don't know if they're just really i I'm excited. I like the character. Um, I know that she's one of your favorites, so getting to see her on the big screen is probably something that you're very excited about. Yes. Um, I'm very excited because, you know, it is normally like, oh, some, some, some male characters coming to save the day. It's really cool that she's going to be this, this like, come to save the day. But a- as I've said before in, in our other, like, the the roundtable discussion of Infinity War, you know, we know she's going to be in, next, in the next, in what, whatever the sequel is, and she's going to have her own movie, I don't know what part she's going to play, because if she's that big of a game changer, mm-hmm. what can she, like, I, I, I don't know. That That's the mystery for me is, it's like, what is she going to have? Or, or if she's that, like, powerful, like, how does she fit in? So I'm, I'm very interested, and I think it's, I'm, I'm very excited for her own movie coming out. Um, of course, before the next Avenger movie, which is still unnamed at this point because of spoiler <laughs> because apparently it's a spoiler so who knows with that um going to now going to some dc news jared leto joker are you on board with him ellie <laughs> oh, was what, what was what was he the shining part of suicide squad was he the worst thing you saw in suicide squad so 
Did we ever review Suicide Squad? I don't think we did. Did we? I don't know. This I I, I'd love doing a podcast. We're at almost a hundred. I know. A hundred plus um, full episodes, uh, ninety nine numbered episodes. And it's like, did we ever discuss that? (laughs) I think we did briefly discuss the movie. I don't know if we did like a full. Yeah, I don't um, think we did either. You know, review on as I could look up right right now. But you know what? You know what? Correct us with Twitter, please, by all means. Well, um, so if I haven't already stated it, I'll state it again mm-hmm. for fresh people that may not go back and listen to old episodes. But definitely go back and listen. There's yeah. like I over a hundred. <laughs> I just said if they don't hit everyone. Um, I've always been a fan of Jared Leto. Yes, this is a thing. Yes. so um, I can confirm that. Yes. Zinger knows this. And uh, I'm not sure if I've ever really gone into detail in an episode before. I don't think there would have been a reason to go into detail. But I've always been a huge Jared Leto fan. Like, even from the 90s. So I've, I've liked him a long time. I remember my first time really knowing anything about him was um, from a, a 90s TV show called My So-Called Life. It was on MTV. I don't know. Well, no, you probably wouldn't have remembered it. But um, <laughs> that, that, The name sounds super familiar. It was just a high school drama, and it had Claire Danes, which is obviously a very popular actress now um, as well. But it was great. She was in that one movie. <laughs> She's been in that one movie, a lot of that one movie. Yes, continue. But... Um, it was a really cool show. I loved it back in the day, and um, and I I like him in his his um, music career as well. I don't know if we want to go into that or not, but thirty seconds to Mars is awesome. Oh no, I was going to say, are you announcing <laughs> you're going to give yourself thirty seconds? <laughs> I'll give myself thirty seconds for Jared Leto. Um, but basically, I've followed his career in several different media forms uh, over the years. I really do like him a lot. I do remember watching this movie, and obviously this movie was very hyped up before it came out, so it's not like you didn't know the style that he was playing before the movie even came out. But he's very he's a very artsy type person. Um, you can tell by if you ever watch his music videos for his band. Yes. I mean, that's just the way. He's always been that way. So he definitely played Joker as definitely a more artsy type feel to it. Um, very dramatic, extremely dramatic. Uh, I didn't mind it, if, if that the makes Joker sense. The Joker has been so many different... Oh, yeah, exactly. There's the gangster, there's the yeah. lunatic, there's the, like, mob boss. There, it's He kind of took it and put a couple different types yeah. together into one. Yeah. Um, and I, I will tell you right now... Because Jack Nicholson Joker... An amazing Joker. Oh, yeah. Heath Ledger Joker. An amazing Joker. Yes. Two, one character, two different performances. Right. None of them take away from each other, right. in my opinion. And and like I, like I was going to When raise... you have somebody that crazy and has their own thing, it's, it's, it's hard to nail down like a... Well, and there's yeah. been very many um, different versions of Batman. So, it, you know, it, it's just different takes. Now, the, the key to a successful movie is marrying the different versions of Batman and Joker with ones that complement each other. Yeah. Versus ones that are so off the wall different and they don't make sense together in that movie. Yeah. So it that's hard, of course, when you have actors that are um, taking their acting liberties, per se. 
Um, but I, I just wanted to say briefly, I didn't mind his take on it, but I can definitely see how a lot of people didn't care for it. Does that make sense? It was a non-thing for me, if that's if that makes any sense. Uh, I see. I, 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 I wish there it. were more scenes with him in I it. I could have taken it or left it. It was kind of... Okay. I felt he was there, but it's kind of like if they had him in more, could you have gotten used to the... I, I don't know. It was just... The, the movie... Okay. I, I, like I said, the movie has issues with it, obviously. A lot of movies Pacing do. issue, um, shooting yeah. issues, reshoot... It, it, so... But would you want to? Anyways, the whole point of this is: Would you want to see a standalone movie? Well, that's what movie? I'm saying. That's what I was getting to. Is that for me personally, I would have liked to have more scenes with the Joker in it because I really did enjoy. He was so freaking out of his mind, crazy, that I I wanted to see more of him because I I really mm. enjoyed that style. Um, so I, me personally, if they did um, just one on him and focused on just him day to day, how he got that way, and really just focused on his story. So you want? Do you want an origin story then? I would like to see an origin story no, with. Him. I nix it. I nix it. <laughs> and here's why. Because I think his story would be different than, like, obviously, all these comic book people, whether they're villains or heroes, obviously have to kind of stay close to the same origin. But, you but know the how Joker doesn't have a true 100%. He kind of has this, that's he was what I'm a saying. struggling So I would like to see their this. interpretation of how he got to the way, just that version of him. Yeah. I think it would be interesting. I don't think it needs a sequel. I think it would be a perfect standalone, just here's a Joker story. I'd, I'd rather just see him being a gang. I'd rather just see him being a gangster, being in charge of gang. Like just, but I just feel the way like, he's established. Uh, I feel like if they because do I don't, I don't like Joker origins. I don't. I think he he shouldn't he shouldn't have an origin. It should be this weird like you have stories, but but pieces of them are true, but none of them are true. The best example, and I know eventually one day we'll do the Christopher Nolan movies. Eventually, mm-hmm. I'm not putting down like after Harry Potter or anything like that, but eventually we'll we'll tackle those at some point. Um... But the thing about that Joker is, every time he told you know I got these scars, it was a different story, and I'd like that he is, his he's a pathological liar. I don't even think the Joker in the comics or in this movie should know what his original, who he was originally. But I'm not saying you're not listening though in the fact that I'm not. Oh, saying... I'm, I'm just I'm not. Oh, okay. I, I'm just making say... making a statement as this is what I want the Joker to be is. I don't want him to know who he. I I, I like that. It's, it it adds to his his just complete disregard for everything and his lunacy. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take something you've said and I'm gonna call you out on it because you're going against something that you've said, kind of, in the in a way. This normally so. happens on Twitter, so this is <laughs> <laughs> this is we're a live tweet. A, we're just having a discussion. So you know how um, we're discussing solo. Okay. And how we were saying, I I guess I was saying, and you were piggybacking, we are having a discussion about how I like kind of where this some of this might be going with the solo story or this story, or it's just stories of a moment in time of this, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, I think it would be okay and appropriate 
to not necessarily have an origin of like when he was a baby moving up, but I'm just saying, you know, right before, why, why is he the way he is in the fact of this is just a Joker story? It, it, I feel like if you start, if you do a, I feel like if you started with this version of the Joker in the middle of his prime, I feel like they would be trying to set it up for another one maybe and then another one. I feel like if you kind of do from more of the the beginning of his crime spree and maybe do some backflashing something just so, so maybe you could do it to way you wanted to do it where he's in the middle, but we definitely want to see some some kind of go back and show some flashes of possibly so, how he So, okay, how, how about we meet in the middle? And this, okay. and this, this once again, this new section was not going to be this long, but <laughs> but you know what? We're, we're getting good stuff out of this. So what if you had flashbacks of him? Once again, we have no clue how this movie's going to go. Well, and no, by, we'll by just... all means, maybe we're going to get contacted by DC to write it oh, at this course, point. Of course, of um, course. <laughs> so what Why if you had not? flashbacks to stuff that was already flashback to before, but it's different like it's his like there yeah. no it's even even him flashing back to a flashback you've seen before but it's di- so once again you keep that that realm that would make me happy of even he doesn't know who he truly is so even him remembering stuff it's different each time mm-hmm. but there's like maybe a few things that you pick out that each time are the same like each time he knew this person named Bill and Bill's in each of them mm-hmm. but Maybe Bill isn't the same person in each of them, but that name comes up every time. Okay. Maybe that's his name. Uh, see, that that would make it more of a psychological that's thing, okay. too. See, I, I just think it's important. But never if, nail it down as this is a definite... It's something right. that you can walk out of the movie discussing. Well, if you do it that way, too, you can reiterate the fact that he's crazy. So, Bingo. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm okay with that. But I do think you kind of have to... Have uh, Warner Brothers, s- our, our email once again is <laughs> zingthis at gmail.com. That's right. Um, we, we come as a pair, but we will take one paycheck. And we're cheap, right? Yes. So, I mean, you know, we're not asking for much. Yes. But, <laughs> but I just, I think it's important. You have to have a little bit of those snidbits, um, especially in the movie industry Ted nowadays. Bits. Tidbits. Snidbits. Tidbits. <laughs> I just made that up. But, that's my job. <laughs> but th- that's all I'm saying is I think it could work. But if you just throw, just it's in, he's in the middle of his his career and his his. But but could he be in the middle of his career with somehow flashbacks to maybe an origin? Well, that's that's what I was saying. Okay, it's okay. like you so. could have it that way, but I think they have to add in those little pieces. But I think I you know like I said I think you're right though. I think it would be really cool is if he flashed back to kind of the same things here and there but they're a little bit different alluding to the fact that he's just he's so crazy he doesn't even really know it just kind of depends on the moment so yes that's that's what it's going to be that's what we're going with all right so to stick with the suicide squad (laughs) theme here and um to continue on there are rumors that the villain for suicide squad 2 is going to be deathstroke Apparently, the movie, like him him having his own movie isn't happening. He's a villain in the Teen Titans go to the movies, but that's mm-hmm. a completely different thing. He's been a villain in Teen Titans for a long time. But he's, he's slayed, even though they do make right. it. Anyways, we'll, we'll discuss that when we do the review of that movie. If we do the review of that movie, I'm going to love to see that movie. Anyways, what do you think of him being like the villain that, that, that the Suicide Squad is sent to go after? I like it. 
I I think it is a suicide mission at that point because yeah. if if they if they have him not take out like half of them or just BBA cuz he But I think they've got to kill people and they they're dead. Okay, like, so so, so you're saying D, D, DC you, you got to off some you know, like like if you're going to off if, people it's not If you're not, going after Deathstroke it's not realistic if some people don't die. And I don't mean like, you know, villain number three over in the corner that nobody cares about. It's yeah. got to be impactful. It has to be a couple people that you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think him versus Deadshot would be cool oh, if, if, if they have be, Deadshot come back. That would be cool. That would be cool. So I'd be okay with that. But no, I, I, th- I think that, that he's kind of a, you know, I can definitely see since he, since Deathstroke is a character that kind of just... Mm-hmm. He's a villain, but at the same time, he's done heroic stuff, but it's always kind of been for the money most of the time, or just... The, he He's a good character, I think, to where they could be going after him because maybe he did something the government the the or Amanda Waller didn't like, and she's like, you need to take him out. Right. So I, I think it would be a good fight and everything. I, I think that they should definitely have him just be ridiculously overpowered in it. Because he's supposed to be this like very very hard to to deal with individual. So, and I just want to see a live action Deathstroke. Like the stuff I've seen from him looks cool. The end of um, Justice League that was cool. Some of the other stuff it, it looks cool, and I want to see that. So mm-hmm. so maybe we'll get it. Maybe we won't. I don't know. This this is all very early stages, to the best of our knowledge, yeah. with that. So final DC news thing before we take a quick break, and then we get into trailers. And then we get into other stuff. So, WW84, the Wonder Woman sequel that is a prequel to other stuff, but is a sequel to the main stuff. What do you think of, of jumping back to 1984 and that image? The image I'm showing Ellie right now is Chris Pine randomly standing in what is oh, obviously God. the 80s. Oh, God. Why is he there, Ellie? You know... <laughs> Okay, here's both images, by the way. So you got her in front of a ton of... Um, oh, the clothes in the 80s. A ton of, like, obviously, um, tube TVs. Oh, wow. I don't know. Here's my thing with this. Of course, um, Cheetah's been announced as the vil- as one of the villains, or the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen Wiig's supposed to be playing her and everything, and that's I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm like, cool, do, do whatever. I'm... I'm I have nothing against, you know, a comedian trying to do that. I think they could do a good job with it for whatever. But why is he alive? Or what is is he some figment of her imagination or something? Or what's it's and it's also weird because this movie as as established in Justice League, unless they're retconning their stuff some more, she wasn't like she basically kind of vanished. So I guess mm-hmm. she was working from the sh- she was Batman before Batman was Batman, just kind of working from the shadows for years. I that's that that that's the thing. It's like, I I know every movie you don't want the world on the line, right? Yeah. But obviously, unless it's something super co- covert, there's not really like the world obviously isn't on the line here. I I don't, I don't know if you've gathered anything. So I I mean, like I said, all we got is is these two images, what we know, and that the fact that it's supposed to take place in 1984. Yeah, there's not much to go on in my opinion, but. Okay. I mean, there's Dallas on one of those screens, so that is that is very good old Jr. I'm 
<laughs> good good job on being able to pick that out out because I'm I'm looking to see if I can see it. I'm like, nope, I got nothing. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I'm like maybe Star Wars up in the corner there. It the, looks like a lightsaber. I don't know. I maybe. mean, what would be cooler is if on one of those screens, uh, Blood Dragon was was on there. <laughs> I think uh, Blood Dragon took place later, referencing the Far Cry expansion. Oh, yes. Sorry, yes. Um, which is super eighties, and and mind <laughs> you, before Ellie points it out, I do love the eighties, but just the crazy music <sighs> that nowadays music. Or metal stuff makes makes kind of reference to, so I doubt movie. I doubt yes in the Transformers movie, but okay. I doubt this will have anything to do with either of those. Okay, I doubt it. But I could be wrong. All right, so with that, we're gonna go to a quick break. When we come back, we got a, <laughs> we got a few trailers to talk about. Hey, Allie. Yes. Do you like a good set of headphones? I sure do. Do you like ones that are wireless and keep an outstanding amount of battery life on them? Most With definitely. amazing sound and stylish design. Yes. Well, I got some headphones for you. We've partnered with Studio. We are talking, of course, about the Regent headphones. They are their on-ear wireless Bluetooth headphones that also, this is really cool and I really like this fact, they also have an auxiliary port to where you can actually wire them as well, and it does not waste any of the battery life. But you won't need to worry about that because that battery life is up to 24 hours worth of playback time. I use these things all the time, and I feel like I'm almost never charging them. It's so they, they the battery lasts for so long with them and charges so quickly. And the black and the gold accents are pretty hot. I, they 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 are stylishly designed. They are amazing quality. And you know what else helps out with, with all of that, Ellie? What is that? Using our discount code ZINGTHIS, all one word, at checkout to save some money off of your order. And that's Z E N G. This, at checkout. And also, they do free worldwide shipping. Like I said, phenomenal headphones. And you know what the other funny thing is? Hmm. This episode you're, you're listening to was edited with me wearing those headphones to check for sound quality. <laughs> So that's always a great thing. So once again, check them out at studio.com. All right. So we are back. Um, trailer time. And then, of course, we'll, we'll get to other stuff. So, Ellie. Hmm. Which trailer? We, we have a, numerous ones that have come out recently. Let's which do one? the first one first. Okay. The Bumblebee movie. The Transformers prequel mm. reboot, possibly Michael Bay producing, not directing movie. What did you think of this from what you saw? <laughs> um, hmm. Well, I just not that excited. And this might come as no surprise, but I, I've stated before, I'm not the biggest fan of the Transformers-like movies and everything. I'm, I'm like, they're, they're okay. I've, I've actually not seen the most recent one. I've kind of seen the other bits and pieces yeah. of the other one and been like, eh. The first two I have seen all the way through other than that. And, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, Transformers for me was the, was the Gen 1 1980s. Of course, the, the animated movie, which I speak about too much and way too often. For Ellie's care, liking, and it's probably sitting in the Blu-ray player right now for no apparent reason. <sighs> but anyways, yes, I like that they look 
like robots. I like that they have their original, that, well, at least Bumblebee and Star, I'm assuming that Starscream, they look like the car, they, they look like what they should look like from the beginning. That's my thing, is they, they, they look like the robots from the cartoon to an extent. I understand they don't look exactly, but I mean, he's not that bit, he's, Bumblebee isn't that tall and everything, he, he's smaller, he looks very, you know, he has, like, the design and stuff like it, but still has some of the elements of his Michael Bay stuff to where he has that blast shield thing that comes down, which I never had a big problem with. But I, I like that. And then the Starscream, the jet transforming, and everything. I was like, oh, that, that looks just like... I got excited about it in that regard. Am I going to see this? Eh, I need to see more. But at the same time, the look is something I'm at least like, you know what? Thank you for finally making them look like robots in disguise and like not just a ton of shredded metal put on top of each other and you can't tell what it is like that that was one of those things i was like eh, the, the design's okay but then it's just they they all look the same almost when they're standing next to each other it's just you color they just have slightly different like one's green one's blue but they all look like shredded metal just sitting on top of themselves maybe that's just me but oh and, i mean and Jim it, john cena's in this <laughs> i mean that's the that's a good part you can't see him he is, he is in disguise because you wow. can't see him there. Boom, did it. I mean, um, the chick that's playing the lead role. She will come up again later. She is uh, definitely up and coming. Everybody loves her, mm -hmm. and she's everywhere right now. So I can see why they cast her. I yep. get that. Um, Bumblebee seems to be a very fan favorite mm -hmm. Transformer, so I can see why they picked him. I just. I don't, I don't know. It just, it seems like a... I think it's a good step back, maybe, from, like, the action-oriented, over-the-topness that are the Michael well, Bay movies. Well, but you don't know. It could still be over it, it the It could, top, but, but I, I don't know. I think they're trying to, trying to settle things back down to... Hey, if, if somebody's excited about it, awesome. I, it's just not for, it's, I'm not that excited about it. I, I'm not saying I won't watch it, but for right now, it's not one that I'm, like watching for new trailers and that sort of I thing. I want to see more from it. I'm excited yeah. about it in the sense of this is something that out of everything they've done Transformers, this is the most like, oh cool, this is like the original stuff. So we'll we'll see what happens as mm -hmm. this develops. So we'll we'll see. Um I'll let you pick the next one too, Ellie. Go 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 for the next one. We'll we'll see just, if just go in order. Alright, so the Lego movie two, speaking yes. of stuff that can transform and change so we have the Lego movie. Master Builders. What did you think of the trailer for the... Uh, the, the Lego movies have been, like, amazing, by the way. I just want to express that. Yeah, we loved them. Or we have loved them. I mean, it's it's more Emmett. Mm hmm I honestly would choose to do a Lego movie from another franchise. Um, and maybe do what seems to be very popular right now is making TV shows after movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think for, for that particular franchise, I think I'd rather see just a few seasons of Emmett's story. Over a movie. Over a new movie. Um, I think they did it right when they did Lego Batman. I really liked that one. Um, the Lego Ninjago movie wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. I liked Lego Batman better. But I love Lego Batman. <laughs> but the Ninjago was was pretty good too. Um, but there's so many great franchises that Lego does. 
So I just, I kind of would have preferred to have a new franchise movie versus a new extension of the Emmett story. But I, that, but I mean, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm going to go see it. I, I like all the Lego movies so far, but I, if it was I enjoy my your pessimistic attitude for these trailers, <laughs> I'm going to see, we'll, we'll see if this continues. This is, this is vaguely unlike you for something. We should not have started with Transformers. It brought you down. Oh man. No, but I, I'll go see it. I'm excited about it. I just, I just think that I would have preferred a different one. I, I, I do like that. It's this, Present as this post-apocalyptic, like everything was destroyed, and it's like oh he gosh. is just happy as can be. Still, yeah. nothing can get well, him it's, down. It's it's Emmett, so so I, I'm excited. It, I I it, Lego Movie was one of those that I loved Legos as a kid. And I'm like oh, they're making a movie. This okay, and I saw it and I was oh, like man, laughing yeah. the entire time. Exactly. I thought it was great. It's it's. I mean, a lot of um, studios, of course, are nailing this down with having the adult humor mm-hmm. mixed in. Yeah. Um, so that it's something for the kids and the adults. And this is definitely one of those franchises that nails it. So, yeah. All right. So, move on to just just keep going down the list. Yeah. All right. So, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, we vaguely discussed this, I think, back during our Spider-Man coverage. We kind of mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it was Emron's pick for uh, from Jock and Nerd. It was his pick for, like, movie of the year. That, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, I remember he, he picked yep. that for during the Zingies because he said that you cannot pick, um, of course, Infinity War because that was, like, right on our doorstep at I the time. I wouldn't have picked it anyway. Um, <laughs> but so we got this Into the Spider-Verse. We get to see... Peter Parker, Spider Man. We also get to see um, Spider Gwen. Yeah, that, that that was the callback to the to the um, Bumblebee actress. She is portraying super cute. Yes, uh, Spider it. Gwen and yep. everything. So, what did you think? Art style, you know, get, get got to see more of this. Got to see kind of his his dynamic, Miles Morales' dynamic, who Peter Parker is in this in this world. What did you think of all that? I'm down. You're, you're down for I am, it? I'm ready to give my money. Art, art style, everything. I love it. I, it's right. it's different. Um, I It's grittier. It's, um, I love the colors. Like, it just, I just, for this, for this, I don't think it would work for every franchise. Mm-hmm. But I, I think for this, um, this topic, I, and, and, being the ver- Spider-Verse type thing, I think it works really so, well. So, just a random shooting this out there, since they are go- since they might possibly go into different Spider-Man universes, what if each universe has a slightly differing art style to it? And no, that's why... It's kind of like, like that one Spider-Man game that came out. Uh, yes, the um, Shattered Dimensions, I think. Yeah. Sorry, you, you really got me off top of my... Sorry. Um, I was going to say... they did that in that game. I was going to say the, the one of the older DC animated movies, the Batman Gotham Knights, where it told like yeah. five different stories, but each of them was done in a different art style, right. but it was one story. I do remember that one. So that would be cool if he, when he went into different Spider-Verse... I mean, that's the thing. We've only seen one art style mm-hmm. so far, and, and I, I like it. It's cool. I it's, do like it a lot. It's different. Um, what did you think of Peter Parker being an possibly... And I'm guessing an older Peter Parker, <laughs> someone who's more established, someone who's um, obviously from the from the thing does not have much money either. But <laughs> <laughs> right, um, yeah, he's 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 a what late twenties, early thirties, broke Spider Man. So regular Spider Man. Yeah, it's 
So it's it's pre cool. the whole Doc Ock. I'm not I'm not going to get into that right, right, right. now. But, I mean, yeah. he just he's tired and he's you know he's he's doing what he's supposed to do and having responsibility and, and trying great to help, power. Yep, help out the city and and um, so I I don't know I like that portrayal. I think it's cool. And the dynamic of Miles Morales' family. Since we got to look into his dad being a cop and everything, what did, did you like that, that, that humor? It's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's okay for Spider-Man because Spider-Man's... He's got jokes, whether they're um, the... Like, him, him making the quips or... Yeah, I mean, because he's still... It's still jokey. Yeah. It's just a different style. Well... As a dad, and this is being recorded on Father's Day, we'll have more on that at the end. I appreciate the 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 dad humor and all of that. The the don't don't most cops run red lights. Uh, not this guy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like that though. I kind of and I'm gonna regret this. Like I'm probably gonna eat these words. I feel like we may have seen the best stuff with him and his family from the trailer. It's possible that that, that, yeah. that those interactions. I mean, you, you might have a few more, but those are two of the best. Like jokes on it so mm-hmm. we'll we'll see what happens i i'm excited for this um i i definitely can see to emron that was a great pick for um for because like i said seeing seeing the second trailer i'm, I'm really excited about it now too because i think this is something nice and fresh for spider-man that that would be really cool and i think it's going to do great with um with younger audiences maybe getting them kind of in into this and also a good departure from maybe fans of spider-man and fans of comics that hey this doesn't tie into the mcu stuff this mm-hmm. isn't something that has the weight of years of build-up on it so it's something that can kind of be free and do its own thing right. and i'm also excited to see what other spider-man spider-men women or spider whatever spider hams that will be a be appearing <laughs> hopefully in this yes spider ham so next one um how to Train Your Dragon 3. So this is supposed to be the conclusion to the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy, which we didn't even know was a thing that it was going to be this trilogy. Um, those movies are great movies. Um, they, I, I, I like them because they're kids' movies, but at the same time, they also show the weight of decisions in each of them. Each, each of those movies seems to have a... The main character has to sacrifice something or something, you know, you you don't make it out every time the absolute winner as a as a character. And and I, I like that about those movies. It, it's they're they're great and I love watching them and I love dragons. And this one looks um probably like maybe the darker one, darkest one of them, which is which is weird to say, but I'm I'm excited. I mean, I don't know what what do you think of the how to, we, we've never discussed how to train your dragon on here before, so I'm sure it's something that can come up later in time. But what do you think of this trailer and, and of where the story's possibly heading? Well, I mean, clearly he's older in some clips, and he's a, looks like he's around the same age in some of the end of two, and then obviously older as well. Um, so I think it spans a little bit of time. And I think it's going to conclude, of course, with him finally taking the mantle of Chief. So I think that's exciting. Because, um, you know, they kind of they kind of joke and talk about it in the second one. Yeah. To where, you know, his dad is trying to prep him to be Chief. And he really doesn't want it yet. 
at least, um, you know. So I, I think it's interesting. I absolutely love the uh, female Night Fury. She's Light Fury. Right, light. She's light. He's night. Yes. Um, well, the Fury, the new, the female Fury. She's white and sparkly, like when they do the up close of her, and you can see her like skin sparkle. So cute. I love it. Ellie was making hand gestures for it. It was really funny. So I'm like, yes, I'm like, yes. wow, this is this is like what it must be like when I'm recording and talking with my hands. I tell you, people, like, <laughs> if they only had video. Yeah, if we only did this as a video thing, you'd see my hands waving around and smacking everything. You'd quickly wish it was back to just a <laughs> podcast. But I, um, no, I, I. I think it's. I think they're going to have their cute moments. Um, I think they're going to have their dramatic moments. They're going to have their cry moments because every darn one of these movies. And like I said, that's that's what I like about it I is ball. is these movies are great. And I think that you know it, it, everyone's like, oh, they're sad, and it's like, but they're sad because the character needs the, the characters are growing. The characters, you know, that's the same thing with comic you, book you, movies. You, you, There's always I, something tragic. I, I feel the, these movies have you know a yeah. very dis- distinct sense of a hero cannot just win. Like sacrifices have to be made. Yeah. I I yes. I love the series. I um our one daughter loves it. She actually saw the trailer and was dragons, dragons, dragons. <laughs> so it's great for all ages. Um and it has uh, I definitely want to dive into the T V show. Yes, they do have the T V show as what, well. What, five or six seasons now? They have a it's, few. Yeah, I know. it's they quite have... up there. Um, but it's a wonderful series overall. I really do like it a lot. So I'm I am excited about this one. All right. So to finish this out, our yes. our next uh, our our last thing for this, the animated movie, um, Ralph breaks the internet. A lot of animated movies. You noticed that, right? Uh, maybe that's um, all of them, but one. Huh. <laughs> and one's based on an animated series slash toy line. There you go. There you hmm. go. It's like for some reason some nerdy person who likes that stuff wrote our script this week. Huh. Huh. I wonder. Yes. Um. So Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet. Yes. Um, this is the first official trailer. It, I, I I don't even know where this can go. Like they, I mean, Disney has obviously shown it. They in in this trailer that one every like eBay, Amazon, um, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all these like they are really gonna have everything on there. And the biggest thing I think we need to talk about about this trailer is. The, the Star Wars stuff is awesome. The mm-hmm. Marvel stuff is cool. But what did you think of seeing all the Disney princesses, Ellie? Oh, that was awesome. I mean, they were making jokes on jokes on jokes when it came to making fun of princesses. It was it was pretty funny. I liked it. I also enjoyed how Pocahontas's hair was always like it like there was a slight wind. Well, it killed me, um, too, when Cinderella broke her glass shoe to use as a... Um, to try to yes, stab her? I, yeah. I was dying. That That is so funny. But, yes. I. This looks like a lot of fun. Yes, um, it does. I'm sure that it's going to be... It, it already is self-referential, so I'm sure it's going to be even more self... I, I think this is going to be one of the biggest self-aware Disney movies in a while. Because, of course, they were talking to one person. It shouldn't be Ralph wrecks the internet. Yes, and they and they go well, bro, bro, and it's like shouldn't it be? And eh, you're not wrong. So I I, I like that. Yeah, I feel like um, this is going to the be movie? the animated version of um, 
of Ready Player One. That's I was yes. just getting ready to yes. say that. Yeah, because it's like, except for Disney. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the yeah. Disney Ready Player One. Yes, so it's. Um, I think it's going to definitely, you know, have a lot of Easter eggs and little Sid bits here and there of different franchises, other than just the obvious ones. But you know, the little tidbits too. So yes. All right. So with this, um, we're going to wrap up this part of the episode. Um, we're going to go to some stuff I recorded while I was at Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so this was recorded on location, so there's going to be some background noise and stuff like that. But, of course, I tried to mix it out the best I could because I, I, I like that, 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 that authentic in the field. You know, you can hear people around and everything. So I did a lot of – I did a good chunk of interviews. So yeah. um, definitely check all those out. I um, did the best I could to, of course, the link stuff. But a lot of the people I did talk to told you where to find their stuff. So make sure to check the description. And we're going to be back in a little bit um, to wrap up this episode. We got some some listener feedback on our Harry Potter episode and we've um yeah so we'll we'll come back in a little bit but definitely uh stay stay tuned there's gonna be an ad and after the ad we're gonna get right into some some interviews and discussions with people at heroes con an old wine cabinet said to be possessed by a demon which invokes nightmares and physical harm an island full of giant rabbits said to appear once every seven years off the coast of Ireland. A rural family that in the dead of winter walked one by one into their barn, but never walked out. The world is full of fascinating mysteries, and the Blurry Photos podcast sheds light on the darkest corners of the unknown. With a new storytelling-focused format, Blurry Photos brings legends to life and examines if there's any fact behind the supposed fictions. Join me, David Flora, as I explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored on the Blurry Photos Podcast. Hello, sir. It's been a while since you've been on Zingness. What have you been up to these days? Not much. I'm working on a couple things for IDW um, and uh, doing lots of commission work and going to cons. All right. Well, one of the commissions I've noticed you've been doing recently, and I think this is a... Is this a series you've been doing? Uh, No, it's actually for one, I guess you can call him client. Uh, He gets like mashups between like DuckTales and, um, and the Predator or other movie monsters. And I've done a Scrooge McDuck versus Predator, and right now I'm working on uh, Darkwing Duck versus Predator. And the artwork, I'll, I'll make sure to put a link in the description for the episode, but the artwork for these is amazing. It's such an interesting and very unique crossover. So I just wanted, and I'm, I'm actually in the process of watching him. Um, are you inking or coloring it right now? Coloring, so. yeah. I'm coloring it. Um, yeah, this is, this is where most of the work comes in, I think. Um, adding the color, ch- making choices and not whatnot. It's a little gruesome for Darkwing Duck, but um, I don't know. Make, I think it makes it interesting. All right, well, awesome. Um, where are some of the best places for people to find you if they want to find more of your work? Uh, Twitter at Drew underscore Moss. Instagram at Drewer, D-R-E-W-D, Moss 
on Instagram, D-R-E-W-E-R-D Moss. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being on Zingness, and I'll be back with more interviews. Thank you. All right, so I'm still here at Heroes Con, and I've run into friend of the show and frequent apparent guest, Scott Godleski. How are you doing today, sir? Good. Thanks for uh, tracking me down. It's good to finally meet, dude. It's great to finally meet in person, like face-to-face, and they say never meet your heroes, but you know what? It's a good thing to meet you. Indeed, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Thanks for stopping by. So what have you been up to, and what's going on with Copperhead? Uh, um, I wrapped up my DC commitments, and um, yeah, I'm back for the final four issues of Copperhead, unfortunately. So, so that, that, that kind of caught me as surprise that this was going to be the final arc on it. Is there something you've, you've got lined up afterwards, or is there more to come, or, 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 or you, you can't say? Um, Copperhead-wise, or anything? Um, no, there's not really anything on the horizon. Um, the numbers what they are what they are on the book, um, so it was time to put it to bed. And um, I was going to be writing it anyway, so we figured it was might as well send it off like that well it's uh, like i said it's it's how i got to got to know you and, and how i got to meet you and everyone who worked on it so, this, so it's great but like i said it was it's definitely a great series and i can't wait to see how you guys wrap it up and thanks so much man yeah it's i hope it's good i hope it's good that's that's my only hope it doesn't suck <laughs> Well, I, from, from your past work, I'm sure it will be great. Anyways, I'm going to get going, and I'll interview some more people, and we'll be back with some more coverage of Heroes Con. All right, so still here at Heroes Con, I've run into another of our past guests on Zing This here, doing some, doing some artwork, um, signing some stuff. So we've got Ryan Cody here. Hello. And how's it going for you, sir? Uh, it's good. I like this show. It's my favorite show of the year. So I always enjoy coming to Charlotte and, and uh, being part of Heroes Con. And this is, you, you said earlier, this was four years for you now? Yeah, it's my fourth year. Yep. Awesome. And you're, of course, here um, promoting the Illustrious Gentleman podcast. Uh, what, what else do you got for people? Uh, you know, I'm just doing, the, you know, sketching, doing commissions, uh, selling uh, Doc Unknown hardcovers and uh, handing out free copies of my new book, uh, preview copies of my book that's in uh, coming out this summer called Adventure Van, and uh, yeah, we did the we did a panel yesterday with Declan Shalvey uh, as our guest. So yeah, we doing a little bit of the podcast and then mostly just uh, talking to people and drawing for people. So if this episode comes out on Monday, this will, that will be your guys's episode later on the same week that this episode will air, right? Yeah, if you weren't one of the, the people in the room when we recorded yesterday, the episode comes out on Wednesday. Awesome. We'll definitely look forward to that. And uh, can you tell us a little bit more about this this mystery van? Adventure van. Adventure van. Uh, it's, uh, it's about a guy, kid named Corey who finds out that his uncle's old van uh, can transport him to another dimension, basically. And they go and have adventures and fight monsters. And uh, it's kind of like uh, supposed to be... Kind of like evokes like a throwback, you know, He-Man, Thundercats, like that kind of atmosphere, that kind of vibe, like an 80s cartoon vibe. Um, and it's out through uh, Golden Apple Books. 
and it's in previews right now. So if you ask your local comic shop to order it for you, they can do that right now. Well, definitely make sure to do that, and uh, don't forget to check out all the other stuff that Ryan Cody has worked on. As he said, of course, Doc Unknown and uh, the Illustrious Gentleman podcast. Hello, all you curious creatures out there. I'm Amber Ray. And I'm Andrew McKay. And we are the hosts of Into the Portal. If you like myths, legends, history with a paranormal twist, join us every week as we explore lesser-known mysteries of our world and beyond. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and all other major podcast platforms, and at intotheportal.com, your gateway to the bizarre. The only question is, do you dare peer into the portal? Alright, so I'm here at Heroes Con with James Maddox, and um, I'm here to discuss, you know, what, what, what kind of comics do you write, and what, what can, where can people find you, and what's, what's kind of the stuff you do, sir? Uh, I do basically everything under the sun. Uh, I love telling good stories, and whether that story comes through a sci-fi or a slice of life or, you know, a, a fantasy angle, what, what I'm in for is the good story. Well, what are some of the stories you have to give our our listeners an idea of you know what to what what to expect from you? So I uh, I've, I've got books out called The Dead and The Horror Show, uh, both with Broken Icon Comics. Um, it'll give you a good idea if you like like for The Dead, if you like surreal horror, uh, if you like stuff like Sandman, yeah, like very dreamy, very trippy, kind of like fun adventure stories uh, with a little bit of darkness thrown in there. It's that kind of thing. Horror shows more a um, like a creature feature, old EC style, or it, it, it's a lot of fun. My big thing uh, that I, I love doing short stories. Short stories are through and through one of my favorite things to produce. So like everything that you're seeing on my table right now is a self-contained story, right? Um, so Clown, for instance, is uh, a story that's like steampunk sci-fi. You know, um, the thing that's going to be coming out very soon. Uh, I got a book, or I'm sorry, a series called Metaphorical Her with Webtoon, and it's about a poet trying to like fight her way through to become like the greatest poet that ever existed. Um, and we're using like a lot of visual metaphors, and it's very slice of lifey at times, but it's still got this like core of just really good storytelling. And the artists I work with are the best. Uh, I, I really like the artwork I'm seeing here and everything, so so definitely great artwork. I'll make sure to get a picture of this, post it to like our Instagram and stuff like that, so you as the listener, if you want to hop over there and see, but I'm sure we can get some information from you where to find more of your stuff. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very impressed with all this, so I'm going to hand it back off to, to James for a few more things. Yeah, so also another one of the new things, in September, uh, Gavin Smith and I are going to be doing a pod, or I'm sorry, a Kickstarter for a book that we're doing called Dead Legends, and it's going to be like martial arts, very, very blood sport, very Enter the Dragon. Um, Gavin is one of the best artists in the world, okay? And I'm not saying that just because he's sitting right next to me and staring daggers. <laughs> But it better be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we've been putting together this book. Uh, Gavin came up with the like the base concept, and we both vibed on the idea. And it's what I love most about comics is the collaborative process. You know, it's it's like pe- people coming together, and an entire team coming together to put together a story that like knocks people's socks off. And where are some of your inspirations come from for the book, uh, Gavin? Uh, 
from Dead Legends or just my art inspirations in general? Whatever you want to talk about. Uh, well, like, I, I grew up a big Joe Kubert guy, so I went to the Joe Kubert school and got to te- uh, learn from him uh, before he passed away. Uh, big Brian Ballin fan. I like... Uh, uh, but also, I was really inspired. Like, this, this Dead Legends, what we're doing, is uh, a book that I've always kind of wanted to do because I grew up watching a lot of martial arts movies, a lot of Van Damme movies, a lot of Bruce Lee, like, you know, Seagal, Norris, all those guys. But uh, it's funny, like, you know, we'd go to the video store back, you know, back when those were still a thing, and my dad, like, you know, uh, almost wouldn't let me rent them because they were rated R, but I was like, Dad, it's only for violence, you know, it's not a big deal. But uh, and it, this is kind of the book I've always wanted to do, and uh, James and I have been friends for years, and, like, we'd always kind of toyed around with working a bit together uh, on a couple things and it almost happened a couple of times but we were always kind of going through other people and we just decided to kind of go into business for ourselves and be like let's just let's make our own book let's make our own mark and like call our own shots and uh, that's a lot of where Dead Legends came from and like we have talked this thing to death but like every time we talk we come up with better and uh, ideas all the time it's great and where are some of the best places for our listeners to find you guys? Uh, we got jamesmaddox.net is definitely my website. I'm, I'm, I'm very certain of that fact. Uh, but I'm very active on Twitter and, and on Instagram at uh, James C. Maddox. And gavinsmithcomics.com is definitely my website. And I'm very active on Twitter and Instagram at Gavin P. Smith. All right, we'll definitely check them out. Um, I'm going to put, of course, their, their links in the description as well. So... With more coverage from Heroes Con, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going around and see who else I can find and talk to. So I am here at Heroes Con once again, and I'm here with David Pearson, the creator of Mouse Guard. And I'm gonna have him kind of go over what that is and what the what Mouse Guard is about for our listeners to get familiar with, if it's something they'd be interested in. Hey, Mouse Guard's a medieval fantasy comic. It's about mice with swords. Um, because mice are very small and, and low on the food chain and there's lots of predators, lots of things in the world want to do them harm, um, there is this intrepid group of mouse heroes called the Mouse Guard. They're kind of the Tolkien rangers of this world. Um, they spend more time out of doors than indoors and their, their goals are to make sure that pathways between mouse cities are free and clear, um, that they're, they're well mapped, well, well, uh, well worn and that uh, predators aren't setting up um, dens and hives and nests along the way so that, uh, so that my- mice don't become um, prisoners of their own homes. Awesome. And is there a particular audience, like age range, that this would be a good, good thing for them to get into? Um, it, it's truly all ages. Sometimes when people say all ages, they mean it's, it's for kids, uh, and sometimes people mean all ages, and that means adults can tolerate it. But I have just as many... Uh, adult fans without children as I have kid fans or parents of kids who are fans um, you you can enjoy this we recommend it about eight and up I think lower than eight there might be some violence issues there might be some um, some wording issues some some comprehension issues but um, I have had fans that are younger um, but yeah it's I never write down um, I so the vocabulary might be well above an eight-year-old but uh, it's never inappropriate. I feel like it's always an opportunity to try to learn words through context. 
um, either by seeing what's going on in the story or figuring out from the words around. Um, or worst case scenario, just put your finger on that word and go to an adult and say, what's what does that? this mean? <laughs> but it, I think it's better to try to raise a kid up by um, expecting more of them than, than ever, yeah, than challenging them, than ever talking down to them. And where are some of the best places to find your work and, and content by you, sir? Um, you can buy the, the books from your local comic shop. If they don't have them on the shelf, you can just ask them to order them for you. Uh, there's three books in the main series. Fall 1152, Winter 1152, and The Black Axe. Um, and there's other books in the series as well, but there's spin-offs and anthologies and short story collections and things like that. But the, the three books I mentioned are the main ones. Um, and if you don't have a local shop in your area, or for whatever reason you can't get it there, it's available on Amazon and other online retailers. Well, thank you very much for talking with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground. Hi, my name is Bob France. You can find me on Twitter at bfrance19. I am the co-creator and writer of the runaway smash hit, soon-to-be-awesome book called Metal Shark Bro. The Kickstarter launches July 3rd, kickstarter.com, Metal Shark Bro. It's going to be the greatest and best book you've ever seen before in your whole life about a shark man that kills people for Satan, I guess, if you're into that. It does. You really took the, the, the wrestling promo thing to heart. Uh, you know what? The thing is, I'm an old school wrestling fan, and the thing that you don't know about me is I do. Do you know who the American Dream Dusty Rhodes is? I, I know him from people saying. I that. do a very good Dusty Rhodes impersonation, but I'm not going to bore you with that because, especially if you don't know who Dusty Rhodes is, like you, Zing, don't know who he is, I don't I'm feel the need to go into it. You can Google him. I don't know why I'm promoting Dusty Rhodes when I have a chance to talk about something that I'm doing. But anyway, Metal Shark Bro is the single greatest comic book ever made about a shark that kills people for Satan. It sounds like he's not a nice guy, but he really is because he doesn't want to do that. He just wants to be a shark and swim. That's what he wants to do with his life. He wants to swim and eat license plates and chew on rubber tires and just live a shark life. But unfortunately, he can't do that. So he's forced into this terrible life that he was betrayed by Satan's douchey nephew named Beelzebraw. So then he's got to go out and defeat him. And it's really fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Walter Osley is the co-creator and artist. Kevin Cuff is the co-writer and co-creator. It's a lot of fun. It's on Kickstarter July 3rd. Go to kickstarter.com and look it up. Get behind what we're doing. It's a lot, a lot of fun. It'll be out hopefully on 2019. It's going to be fun. It's just dumb enough. Like, it's dumb, but it's just dumb enough. Like, it's, it's dumb, but it works. Yeah. 
if that makes sense. It, it does make. And this sense. is coming from a man wearing a neckerchief. So I get the I record, yes. I'm looking and yes, he is. It's a really nice neckerchief. I got it at Old Navy. <laughs> uh, it was a really nice buy. I think it was like four dollars. And I mean, how can you say no to this for four yeah, bucks? It's so stylish and fun. And that's what we're all about here at Team Metal Shark, bro. We're about being stylish. We're about being fun. We're about making good comics. We're about being good dudes. And we're about making the best comic in the world today about a shark that kills people for Satan, though he doesn't want to, if that makes sense. Just, just for the record, everyone. Beforehand, when I was when I was talking to him, I'm like, oh, he's like, so it's like a wrestling promo, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's me kind of introducing you. You get a chance to talk. So, he he definitely did that. Well, to be fair, in my old life, a long time ago, I was a professional broadcaster. I had a radio show for ten years. So the idea of me being in front of a microphone speaking pontificating like this it's just a natural occurrence like this just happens it does I can't stop this <laughs> you know I've tried and I just it just doesn't work where can people find you on Twitter? You, you can find me, like I said, on Twitter, BFrance19. That's B-F-R-A-N-T-Z-1-9. I'm on Twitter there. I'm also on Instagram, the same name, same number, uh, Metal Shark Bro. It will be on Kickstarter. Get it, get it, get it. I also wrote a book called Monty the Dinosaur, which is an all-ages book, which is completely in a different stratosphere, but that's the kind of talent I am. I can write kids' books and books about sharks that kill people for Satan. Like, you can't beat that. That's talent. You can't hide that talent, baby. That's, a, that's an interesting story. It is. It's really fun. It's really fun. All right, everyone. We're still here at um, Heroes Con. And um, after that wrestling promo you just heard for Metal Shark Bros, I've got another person who works on that as well. Sir, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself. I'm Kevin Cuff. And uh, I'm the co-writer of Metal Shark Bro. So where'd the idea for this come from? Oh, wow. That's kind of crazy. Um, actually, we had went to a con together. Bobby and I had went to a con, the other writer. And uh, he knew he was driving home to Cincinnati from Virginia, where the con was. And he knew that I was the only person that was awake at that early hour in the morning. Uh, so he calls and he says... Hey, man, the first thing he says on the phone is, hey, man, did you know sharks like metal music? And then we just start laughing. And from there, that's where the idea developed. Well, it's definitely a very interesting idea. I mean, as we all heard a minute ago, he definitely talked a lot about it and everything. So that's definitely a very unique idea. Um, and you guys have a Kickstarter. Can you tell people about that a little bit more? Sure. Our Kickstarter launches on July 3rd, and the artist on the book is a guy named Walter Osley, who's amazing. Uh, he, he does a book called Shiver Bureau for Scout Comics, and he's done another book called Cubicles. You can find both of those um, on his website or at his Twitter. You can tweet him and get those books. But our book is um, in, the, in the same vein as those, uh, but more like comedy, but weird comedy it's like uh tmnt meets spinal tap is a good pitch for it or rick and morty meets spinal tap it's a very it looks very interesting like i said i, I was shown some of the stuff for it and it looks very interesting and both of you guys talking about it seems very interesting so where is the best place once again to reiterate people to find you on the internet sure uh, the best place you can find me on twitter is at kevin underscore cuff and uh or you can find me on facebook um it's just kevin cuff my name um the only thing about Facebook is if I don't know that, that you're adding me because of something, I might be weird about it. So, But Twitter is always the best place. If you contact me Twitter first, I usually get back to you. 
Awesome. Well, thank you very much for talking with us today. Man, thank you, Zing. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, I am here once again at Heroes Con, um, and I'm here with Jerry Vader from the Carolina Garrison of the 501st. Uh, thank you for, for giving a chance to talk with us, sir. Absolutely, happy to do it. So what, um, for the 501st, of course, you dress as different characters from Star Wars, uh, mostly Imperial or... Yeah the, yeah, the 501st is made up of all of what we call the bad guys doing good. So it's all the Imperial characters, the bad guys, the bounty hunters, things like that. It's usually made up of all the canon characters so you'll you'll get Boba Fett you'll get Jango Fett you'll get all of the Imperial officers stormtroopers guard and all that and then we also incorporate a lot of the older EU so we have a lot of the our flagship Eclipse does things like Starkiller from the video games and various other things from the comic books and other uh, what they call legendary character stuff awesome so what are some of the characters you mainly so the first character I did was when I joined in 2013, and I did Darth Vader for that. And then right before uh, The Force Awakens came out, I completed a Kylo Ren to start with that. And now, just for fun, I've been working on a General Grievous to, to put into the system there. Which I did get a, a picture of that earlier, so definitely check out our Twitter Instagram to see that. So that, that was definitely, uh, that was really cool. That that's, <laughs> Then they're like, oh, you're going to be talking to him. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm down for that. So... So, do you got any idea of how much time it went into to do that outfit, well, if, if you don't mind saying? It, it took a while. So, for, first off, I'll say that the, the head sculpt and a couple of the sculpted pieces, most of that came from uh, a gentleman that I work closely with. His name is Rob, and he is part of uh, online. It's called Wicked Armor, and he's based out of Florida. And he did a lot of the sculpting of the parts and things. And then pulling it all together and assembling it from there, and then continuing to work and customize it. Today was the sort of the first test run to test the mechanics of it, make sure it operates the way I want to start to find the, the bugs in the system, if you will, and fix them and tweak it to, to start working better for me. And, and, how, and how'd that go for you today? Was it, was, was it, a, it went pretty good. Uh, I found some some tweaks. He's a little knock-kneed. I got I to gotta shore them up a little bit better and stuff, but it's working pretty good so far. Awesome. Awesome. Well, was, um, well where's the best place, place to be able to find more of the 501st stuff or, you know, for you guys yourselves? Right. Well, the best place to start with us is usually at our website, which is carolinagarrison.net. That's the best way to find anything about the Carolina Garrison, which covers all of North and South Carolina. Um, and then, of course, there's sister groups like the Rebel Legion out there for a lot of the, the good guy characters. There's also a droid builders group, and there's also the, the Mandalorian Mercs who do a lot of extra bounty hunters and other characters as well. So the webpage is the best place to start or come to one of the cons like this and get a chance to talk to us pick up information from us, trading cards, things like that, that has our emails and ways to get a hold of us. Awesome. And yes, you can hear an R2-D2 unit in the yes. background rolling around. <laughs> so that 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 explains that. Well, yes. thank you very much, sir, for, for being on. Absolutely. Happy to do it anytime. All right. And we're going we're gonna to go to a break or, or something after this. Do you like sci-fi, AI, and technology? Do you enjoy going on tangents and down random rabbit holes of a subject? Then join me and my friends each week on Brokebot Mountain as some artificially intelligent people attempt to walk through a maze that explores themes of existence and free thought in sci-fi TV, movies, and books. The conversations are unique and bring an unusual perspective to the genre and can literally go anywhere. And we do mean anywhere. You can find us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com or look for Brokebot Mountain on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, it's Zinger, still here at uh, Heroes Con in Charlotte. Um, I am going to be talking to the head of content, 
at Webtoons, Tom. Uh, Tom, it's great to have you here. Um, so, so can you explain to our listeners what is Webtoon? Uh, thanks. Um, Webtoon is a free digital comics app uh, available on iPhone, Android. There's also a mobile web version and desktop. And it's essentially thousands of free comics updated daily and always free. So you can find any genre that you're interested in. Uh, we're very proud of that. Uh, there's about 150 ongoing titles published in what we call Featured, where we're the publisher of those, as well as Webtoon Discover, which is a, we call it the YouTube of comics, where anyone can upload their titles. So what you're doing here, we're actually sitting in a random booth to, to I know there should be a video portion, but um, we're sitting in a booth, and what are you doing in here today? Because I heard that, that there's some very unique stuff you're doing in here in this particular booth. So uh, at Heroes, we have, gosh, three or four different activities. Uh, throughout the weekend, uh, myself and other members of the editorial team perform portfolio reviews. So both as a service to creators and, you know, we're always looking for talent. We uh, have several of our creators signing throughout the weekend. So we're providing free posters to anybody who wants for six or seven of our top titles. Uh, those are, they're going, there's a huge line right behind us right now, if you could see it, uh, for Assassin Roommate by Monica Gallagher. Uh, we have panels going on a, a few throughout the weekend. This morning was a spotlight on Sanford Green, creator of 1000 here at Webtoon, uh, also really well known for his work on Black Panther and Power Man and Iron Fist. And this afternoon, we have another panel about breaking into comics with five of our creators from all different backgrounds. On top of that, we are selling merchandise for the first time ever in the United States. Uh, and there's con-exclusive t-shirts and skate decks for about eight or ten different titles. Yeah, I've, I, I had to kind of wade through the sea of people to, to get in, in, in here to talk to you guys. So, I mean, that, that's definitely a good sign for you guys. Uh, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about Webtoons or, or what you do or what Webtoons could do for, for, for a listener or for a content creator? So for, for content creators, we have something special we just started. We're doing a new contest. The grand prize is $80,000, and there's four other tiers of prize, four other winners that will move up in tiers. So eight, <laughs> I'm turning to look at our poster, eight of our eight finalists will get $5,000 each, uh, four will get $25,000 each, and the grand prize winner will get an $80,000 uh, prize in addition to being published and getting featured in the app so anybody who wants to make comics we're taking all there's four different categories so you can look those up on webtoons.com there's all different genres so whatever kind of comic you'd like to make is there our format's unique so highly recommend downloading the app just search webtoon uh, in either uh, the app store or google play and you'll find it and check out the vertical scrolling because it's the way our comics are read is a little bit different yeah, I noticed that when, when I was going walk, being walked through the app, it seemed it, it, it was very unique, but also very quick to pick up, and it was a very intuitive site. So de- definitely well designed. Thank you. Yeah, we, we're very proud of it. Um, you know, it's been going on in Korea for over ten years. Uh, in the U.S., we've only been here uh, three years, so there's not a lot of other companies doing this yet. Though we do think it's sort of the best possible experience for reading comics on your phone. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for talking with us. Um, Definitely best of luck to you guys here with all this, and I'm sure we'll be hearing uh, more from some people at Webtoon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hello, Zinger. Still here at um, Heroes Con. I'm here with Leanne Krasik. 
and um, she is part of the Webtoon group, and she's going to tell us a little bit about what she does for for comics and everything like that. Yeah, so I create the comic uh, Let's Play, which is about a young woman who is an indie game developer, and uh, she creates a game, puts it online for others to play, and it comes a, a what we would call a YouTuber, but in, in the comic world is called a ViewTuber. Uh, he comes across her game and plays it and posts the video online, and he gives it a really bad review. And his fans, as a result, completely thrash her online reputation. And by the end of the first chapter, we find out that he's moving into the apartment next door to her. Oh, oh that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Kind of sounds like an interesting dynamic. Yes. Uh, Where did you get started with this? And what would, is there some real-life inspiration, or is this something you came up with yourself? Yeah. So the inspiration of this story was um, I watched a video of a YouTuber playing a fan-made game. And uh, they, the game was pretty rough, and it was clearly like a fan's first attempt at making a game. And the YouTuber uh, really just lambasted it, just really was brutal. Playing the game, got really frustrated, raged on it. And as I'm watching this video, which I don't even know if it's still up, um, I was watching this video and I was like, I felt terrible for the creator because they were just doing their best, you know, and they were just doing something because they had a love for it. And what if, what if that YouTuber and that creator like bumped into each other in reality? And they're like, oh, by the way, I made what, whatever game. How would they both react to that situation? So that's what kind of inspired like the main like plot of Let's Play. That's awesome. And where can people find this content from you or more content possibly like this? Okay. Um, so my... My comic is posted on webtoons.com, and you can find it with the URL letsplaycomic.com, and, uh, which redirects to Webtoons. And um, it updates on Tuesdays every, every week, assuming um, everything else is going well for that week. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can read it there online for free. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for talking with us today. Uh, of course, I'll have the link to all that stuff in the show notes, so definitely go check that out. I'm going to get back to running around at HeroesCon, so stay tuned, everyone. Hey, everyone. Zinger still here at HeroesCon, and I'm um, at the Webtoons booth still talking to a few of their content creators, and I actually got an artist here, uh, Ray Nadine. Um, so Messenger is the comic that I've been working on with Paul Tobin for several months now. It's about Dare, who's a bicycle messenger, and she gets a strange job delivering messages for gods who are arguing with each other. And if she fails a mission, then they destroy the universe. So it's a lot of action, a lot of high stakes. It's been really fun. And, and we were discussing a little bit before we started recording, and you said that these gods are based kind of on their, their own little pantheon. If you could go into that real quick, because I thought it was interesting kind of where the mythology is coming from for this so they're not necessarily based off any existing mythology it's more kind of fun stuff like there's the god of cafe napkins or the god of manscaping or god of unset text messages and so paul comes up with these titles for these gods and kind of lets me have fun with designing how they look like and some of them i kind of pull some inspiration from existing gods but most of them is just i felt like drawing a skull monster so i drew a skull monster so that kind of thing Awesome. I was going to ask, like, as an artist, where do you get your inspiration from for your artwork or for the designs of stuff? And, and how much, um, since you're working on this with someone else, is it your full 
um, control over like what what you're drawing, or is it kind of a team effort? It's a, definitely a team effort for sure. But Paul's really great about letting me draw what I want to draw for the most part. Like his kind of direction is stuff like, well, I want this character to have short blonde hair. Go wild with it, and then. I'll, I'll draw up a design and he'll be like okay that looks good or give me some suggestions and so we kind of tweak it from there until we get a character that we like the way they look um, a lot of the stuff that I draw inspiration from is just like I read a ton of comics so it's just inspiration from the comics that I'm reading I watch a lot of movies a lot of like uh, like horror movies drama movies action movies crime, a lot of crime drama so like just pulling inspiration from the media around me <laughs> That's that's very cool. And is this one of the first projects you worked on, or is this one that is this like your third, fourth? Like, how did you get into this industry? Well, I've actually been working on web comics myself for like five years now. I have a comic called Dollhouse um, that I've been publishing, yes, for like five years. Um, this is the first comic job though that has allowed me to work on it full time. So I work from home. I can pay my bills, so I'm happy about that. Uh, but aside from like Dollhouse, I've done a couple just like single issue comics just on my own. Everything I've done has been self-published up until this point. Well, that's awesome. And where can people find more stuff from you if they want to find more stuff? Yeah. Um, my website's rainadine.com, R-A-Y-N-A-D-I-N-E.com. That's got all my artwork, all my comics I'm working on. It's got a link to my shop, Patreon, Twitter, all of that. So I'm on the internet everywhere. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for talking with us today. No problem. Thank you. Testing. Can anyone hear me? My name is Toby, and I'm the host of the Secret Transmission Podcast. We are a show that discusses the paranormal, conspiracies, the supernatural, UFOs, cryptozoology, and anything else weird. Our show is transmitted to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. You can also follow us on Twitter for updates at Secret Transpod. So get ready to put on your tinfoil hats and come learn with us as we try to explain the unexplainable. As I said, um, we're, we're, we're back. That was a really fun um, thing. I said Ellie sadly could not be there for this event and everything. Um, but I, I went around and tried to talk to a lot of people. I said all their stuff's lengthy. Um, the Webtoon people were awesome to talk to and everything. Uh, they they had a great setup there, so they were really cool to talk to. Seeing the 501st, getting to meet um, Scott Godleski, Ryan Cody, and Drew Moss in person was was really cool. Like like those are people that we've talked to and interviewed on here. So it was really cool to meet them in person, to meet everyone, um, to get to walk around and just nerd out and stuff. So that, that was really cool. Of course, um, as I said in the interviews and stuff like that, I'll be posting some pictures throughout the week of different stuff from me being there. So I, I was going to try to post stuff Saturday when I was there, but sadly, I had cell phone reception, but it just took forever because we were like in a building and in like the lower part. It, it, anyways, I'll be posting stuff. So just keep an eye on our um, Instagram and Twitter for that stuff. Anyways, um, Ellie, we got some feedback about Harry Potter. Yes. All right, so... We have Patsy the Angry Nerd, who is one of the hosts of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. Yes, our friends over at the Throwdown Thursday podcast. Um, they actually did a great episode. Um, I'm going to point this out for people. I'm sorry if this is going to upset you. 
we will we are going to go probably see Incredibles 2, but we are not going to be doing an episode discussing it because we feel that that would be better as a, since we've never discussed the first one, it would be weird if we discussed the second one. So anyways, they did a really cool discussion on the first one, and that movie has a disturbingly high kill count. I don't want to ruin that discussion, but they talk about it. So definitely go check them out. But he had some stuff for us, Ellie, and what kind of stuff did he have for us on our most recent episode of our Harry Potter celebration and discussions and specials for the Prisoner of Azkaban. So they uh, listed the top three moments. Um, Snape being between the kids and Lupin in a very protective posture. I feel like this gets overlooked quite a bit. Do you want to discuss each of these as we're going through or, or doing it? Because this was something... I even commented that that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And that also, did you know that um, that he knew about Snape's whole story, that he was informed of it so that he could play the character throughout the entire series knowing what, of course, Snape's ultimate end was going to be and what his ultimate motives were. So I think that's interesting that I, I didn't catch that as a, as a thing, but once it was pointed out, I'm like, that's a really good point. Yes. Um... Well, number two is the reveal of Pettigrew. That that is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number three is the Patronus scene at the end, and they did have an honorable mention: Malfoy getting punched in his stupid face. So yes. They. I also, of course, um, commented back to them about the Snape thing. I said that was a solid list, and I said that we even overlooked it. But they had something interesting to point out that we didn't mention either, and this is something I. Once I read it, I was like, wait a second, I feel I knew about that. So would you like to to go and read what they um no. what they put? Oh, okay. I do 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 This is a family show. Uh, okay, <laughs> fine. I'll see if I'll see if I can do this appropriately then. <laughs> they were saying how they um they were hoping and we never got to it, so we're sorry, but we're getting to it now, so um <laughs> They were hoping that we talk about it during the end credits, where it's clear that two people are um, hiding a wand oh. on the Marauders map. Oh, okay. I, I think that I let's let's I, I think that's a good description. Yes. Did uh, okay. So yes, someone was hiding a wand on the Mar- <laughs> Mar- Marauders map, and they were even kind enough to post it. A picture of it as well so if you want to go on our twitter you can definitely see where they put that um but yeah um actually this is something i guess we should point out now i don't know if you've done all your pottermore stuff not yet okay i have i have I'll a correction save i'll save I have it a correction um we will i have a correction and this will of course be something we'll do in the goblet of fire as well i love that movie i am not <laughs> a gryffindor I did the official Pottermore test, and I'm a Hufflepuff. Okay, well. So you gotta, you gotta. No, it's 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 fine. I I just I like I said I did a test a while back. It wasn't the official Pottermore one, apparently. Mm -hmm. So I I I'm correcting it that I'm a Hufflepuff. Okay. But on a similar note, I did mention that um, my Patronus. I would like to be a tiger. When I did the test, it came out to be a cat. So I'd like to think I got that close. In the same family. So, yes. Um, 
And he also said that he wishes, um, this is of course, uh, Patsy the Angry Nerd uh, pointed out that his he wishes his Patronus was a shark, but Pottermore told him it was a hound dog. <laughs> so yes, a shark would be really cool, a flying shark. I still don't think it beats Spider. But anyways, so that's so that's kind of some some follow up from that. Um, of course, as we point out, next week's going to be our E three episode, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, since this was a convention-heavy episode discussing a comic book convention, I can't help but remind people that the Potter and Love 2018 convention in New Orleans is coming up. Don't forget to use code ZING at checkout. And that, of course, is www.pottern.love. Go check it out. I'm going to be there. It's going to be a weekend thing. It's the 10th through the 12th in New Orleans, so definitely go check that out. Um, I'm going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very excited about it. Uh, to, to, to hang out with, a, as I said for this, it was very cool to meet a ton of uh, comic book people we've talked to. It's going to be really cool to meet a ton of podcasting people I've talked to. And, of course, if you, the fans, are there, it's great. it would be great to meet you as well. But I have, think I have a panel every day I'm on for something or another. So definitely... Yay. Definitely, you can get your fill of me talking to you at that. And I would love to talk to you in person if you're there, too. So that, that I, 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 if there's one thing I can do, it's talk. But today is Father's Day. So before we wrap up, um, did we land on favorite fathers from video games or worst fathers from video games, Ellie? Yeah. Do you have a pick? Yes. And what is your pick? Um, I would say my... No, so I you, could... don't, you don't have to do both. You can just pick one or the other. I'm doing both. All right. Um, I, I could put a lot of people in both lists. All right. So just, just to have fun and just pick one, um, Andrew Ryan from Bioshock would definitely be one of my picks for one of the worst fathers, um, in, in video game history. So that would would you kindly pick somebody else? What do you mean? No, I, I just, just the would you kindly thing. Oh, oh. Oh, you scared me. I was like, oh. No, no, no. I, I was just I was trying to think of the best way to say that. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it that way. Um, And then I would say my, the best dad, just because he's awesome, is Bob from um, Incredibles. I think it's very fitting because. Video games. You're. you're... <gasps> Video games. Okay, so my best dad from movies is Bob. <laughs> Animated I movies. break the rules on this show. <laughs> you, d- oh, whatever. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Bob. He's so awesome. Can we give him like a round of applause? Because you know, the wifey goes out and gets all the glory, and he's stuck home with all. You're these just kids. excited to see this. The- I am excited to see this movie, but I'm just saying for Father's Day, he he's like. Stay-at-home dad in this second. Well, we're movie. gonna have to find out how that works out for him when we see the movie. He's got to deal with crazy baby and teenager girl, and with her boyfriend, and it's just craziness. So good, good to him. That's a lot. Good. To All him. right. Yes. So how about you? So, in the same. Okay, so I'm going to do the same series that has both the best dad oh. and worst dad in it. Okay. The worst dad is Zeus from God of War. Oh my gosh. You are not saying that he... Kratos is the best dad. No, stop He doesn't ever... He does not ever forget his his son's name. Boy. That is terrible. I I don't think that's... uh, His name is, of course, Atreus, but no, it is Boy. 
And also, I have that sticker that says number one dad that's right beside you on the thing. I mean, that is a, it is a funny sticker. I do like the sticker. It, that game has very heart, is very heartfelt. And as a parent, it, it really resonated with me. And it's cool because a lot of people who played the God of War games when they were younger probably have kids now. And I feel like that was a good transition for those games. Okay. That is my short review of, if you listen to several episodes, I'm sure there's a full review of God of War somewhere linked in there with me yes. discussing stuff. Because Ellie has not beaten it yet, and there's a lot of spoiler stuff, and I can't discuss it. I haven't it. even really played it. But anyways, if you want more more stuff yes. um, from us, or if you want to find some other great podcasts, go to darkmyths.org. We're, of course, part of the Dark Myths Podcast Collective, and a lot of them are going to be at Potter and Love too. So Ooh. definitely go check that out. Uh, you can, of course, find me talking Star Wars stuff every week on the Knights of Vader podcast. And where else can you find Zingness online, Ellie? Well, Stitcher, Tuned In. Google Play. Google Play. Uh, we're I also Heart on Radio. Yeah, we're also on iHeartRadio now, so that you can definitely find us on a lot of that stuff. Spotify. Yeah. But if you're on iTunes, Ellie, what do you do? Um, well, that would be a five-star review. Yes, of course. That helps us out greatly and gets us all, all the algorithms on, on iTunes, gives us the thumbs up and everything. So you can also, of course, go onto Facebook and like us on there. That is, of course, just search Zing This. Uh, Twitter, it's at Zing This. And if you want to comment on any episodes and everything like that, a lot of the links, uh, if you are following us on there, a lot of the links to a lot of the people we discuss stuff with or interviewed today, I mean, interviewed in the episode today. There we go. Words. Um, <laughs> you'll be able to find that on there. I'm trying to, I'm, I told him I'd use Twitter to try to make sure I'd, I grabbed everyone and, and collect, Pokemon collected them all to put in the post. So if you if there's anyone or any person we talk to or anything you're interested in, you probably will be able to find it if you go to Twitter and just check this episode. It probably will have it either in the description or I will make sure to link it um, in the days following this episode's posting. But um, Instagram, at Zingness, of course, once again, as I said, I'm going to be posting some stuff from the con throughout the week, some pictures of me. Uh, what I saw and kind of muddling around. And also, of course, a uh, few people I interviewed, I actually got pictures of their stuff, so that was really cool. Um, Patreon.com slash... Zing this. I'm also going to be doing a behind-the-scenes of the Heroes Con convention, kind of me discussing some stuff that didn't make it to our records, um, just kind of my adventure getting down there, because trust me, I had one going down there, um, and I would have had that recorded as stuff for this, but... Due to unforeseen events, there wasn't a way for me to record on the way down or the way back. So that story is something that will be for our just just if, if you're a patron, you'll 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 get that story. It's 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 gonna be a fun, fun little chat about like some of the behind the scenes stuff that went into this week's episode. Um of course you can email us directly at Zingness at gmail.com. Don't forget to go to T Public where you can get a cool t shirt with our logos on it. We upload some new ones. I was actually wearing one at the convention and got some some pretty nice compliments on it. So I was like, yeah. But that but um that is of course tpublic.com slash Zing this. Our sound guy is AA Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger and finally DJ Golden Boy 89. Play us out. Once again, I want to thank everyone we interviewed at Heroes Con. It was an awesome experience. Thanks again.